Hey everyone, uh, greetings. Um, it's Jesus Walks Podcast. Uh, we are back on the track this week with you. Uh, and uh, we can say as usual, but as per usual, it's uh, three of us. Uh, last time it was me that who was missing in London. So uh, this week it's uh, me and Martin. Hey, brother. Hello. Good to see you. Good to see you. Uh, you are still in Sweden, even though the Olympics are happening in China, yeah. right? I am. <laughs> <laughs> and how is Sweden doing? In the Olympics? Yes. Yeah, they are going, doing quite fine. Um, could be a really good Olympics for us. So we're hoping. So everyone cheering uh, for uh, Sweden ice hockey team. The game is happening today. So uh, we wish the best of luck with, uh, yeah. with the game with Canada, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Uh, Arndt Jakob is absent today, but uh, yeah, some th busy things happening, but we wish him the best. Uh, some uh, yeah, sickness as well, so healing in the name of Jesus over all family. But uh, yeah, nevertheless, we, we keep going on uh, with, with our series. So um, uh, yeah, I guess, Martin, I can give you the word to you then. Um, yeah, so we have uh, last episode... Uh, and Jacob and I spoke about how to, uh, through our actions and and uh, our yeah behavior, how how do we share Christ through that? And and uh, we're focusing in on it on a more of a radical. How how do my actions really speak the language of love that Jesus is is. Uh, uh, is living out and and as we as followers how can our actions uh really like be a witness about who who jesus is and um, today we're going to focus more about how how do we do it as from a leadership perspective and um yeah we we could uh, like apply this on a like in in a small group or if you have a um like a mini group a couple of friends meeting and and uh helping each other in discipleship or or you could probably apply this in in a large church as well uh, our thought was that if you if you can apply it in a small group as like in three or six or ten people you probably could the same principles is uh, uh, is done in in the big church so our um, yeah our uh, thought about this is how, how do you as a like a small group leader how do you help your small group into living out this uh, uh these actions that uh, Jesus very did. good mm. shall we and just to to get us on track uh, i we could just focus start on on a couple of jesus passages that uh, to just um, remind us of of his like radical actions because uh, of course he, he did a lot of he had a lot of compassion and he, he he met a lot of needs but I, I think two passages that's been important for me in, in this um, to, to like discover how this compassion really, um, really got off limit, so to say. Uh, and the first one is the, the guy who's been sick in, uh, in leprosy for several years. And when you're sick in leprosy, you know that uh, physical contact is um, is what um, makes the yeah get you get the disease so he's been pro probably haven't had any physical contact for as long as he, he's been sick so when jesus is is, uh, is meeting him 
the first thing before he, he got healed is that he, he put his hand on him. So he starts with the physical contact. Uh, and, and everyone knows that by f- touching him, he, he is, um, he's in very high risk of, of being infected. So he's touching him and then he says, be healed healed and and the guy gets healed but Jesus is not touching him after he's healed that that could be done as well but he really touches him in his like in his probably in the in the most um, difficult thing with living years and years without any physical contact and and I think that's that we, that how we see that this kind of radical action that is is really speaking loud before the the healing and and before like talking about the kingdom uh, and the other the other um, bible passages in the the um, in john 4 when the lady at the the dwell of seeker and and uh, jesus says to her give me water and she has she her answer is what but how could you drink any water you don't have anything to drink from because you you brought your own bucket when you went around and drinking and since she was a um, Samaritan and she was a woman and she was a bad woman, uh, Jesus would be unclean if he shared the drinking bucket were with her. But when he says, give me something to drink, he, he's saying that I want to be like uh, connected and friend with you by being unclean. Um, and, and we know that she's a lady with not that many good friends and She's not in, uh, so he meets her needs as as a, uh, some kind of outcast by saying, "Yeah, I, I'm I'm putting my reputation on stake. I'm 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 willing to be unclean just in order to be friend with you and sharing your bucket with water." And I think that's on on a totally different level. He's not just hanging out with her. He's, he's saying, "Yeah, I'm I'm doing radical actions in order to." to be friends and to to um yeah sit here together uh, and then he he uh, he enters into the conversation about the kingdom and i think that's that's what uh, we are um aiming for and, and and are challenged to 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 get that kind of radical actions what are your it, thoughts about that those passage marks yeah, uh, I think it's very good framework for us to think about this topic on, um, first of all, how ourselves we bring this kingdom of God through loving our neighbor. Uh, and you guys did a great wo- uh, work sharing last time on the pod as well. So for everyone hasn't who hasn't listened to the previous uh, pod, definitely recommend. But it still continues right with the individual aspect, as we say about like each leader and uh, seeing those passages that you now mention uh, and letting them to be... Uh, used by God to speak on a very personal level to the heart, because I, I think that's like such a key in this. But with what you're mentioning, I think this this word of like identifying is, is, is such a crucial one that, uh, that Jesus identifies in both of those stories. And of course, further, furthermore, in different ones as well, with uh, those um, left outs, you know, um, people from different social groups and classes and and the more we get to know the first century context the i think the fuller and the richer the picture gets actually how much it was right the women samaritans you know we know even in this passage that uh, uh the this disciples wanted to pass by samaria most likely and and it mm. was such controversial um 
a decision to go through that area uh, they would mostly go around it so just taking all that in in head we know that jesus was almost purposeful to to uh, identify with those people going through mm-hmm. their uh, neighborhood uh going to that uh, place right so so it's something very profound i think to just even think about yeah before we think about the action part actually see those passages uh uh see the life of jesus and uh, how he manifests this reality of kingdom coming forth in those people's lives and mm-hmm. uh, and i think this is uh it's very important what you may, you're saying now is to have this uh, even theological framework for this that it's not just about this um, radicality by itself but there is actually the this foundation of jesus in his life and through holy spirit in ours right that the more we gaze uh the scriptures are living and active and they will penetrate our hearts in one way or the other if we you know let god do that so um so yeah i was just thinking uh, myself about uh first that jesus comes as a high priest right as well we know he, letter of hebrews says that he he identifies with every aspect of who we are, uh, the the challenges of of our own lives. But but th- th- this ministry kind of that we can identify with the we can reconcile people. You know we can identify with the broken ones because uh, that's what Jesus did in our lives. I think it's so profound. That's one. And second, I was thinking also about the story of uh, um, the Good Samaritan. Again, that it usually we take this story and we immediately apply. At least I would often, you know, uh, am I the good Samaritan or am I the priest or Levi that passed by this broken man uh, on this road from Jerusalem to Jericho? But actually, like recently, I was looking at this passage and and thinking that first of all, it's actually Jesus uh, who stops by the broken me. I'm actually the broken part in, in the story. And and before I'm thinking about myself, am I good Samaritan? Actually, I have have to see that Jesus comes in my broken life, how He did that, and how through that, then I can minister in that same ministry, so to say. And and the more I see Jesus, yeah, um, you know, stopping and and uh, going through those barriers with His radical love, I believe there is, yeah, it's something about when we stop and we just take time to really eat those passages uh, uh, speak with Holy Spirit and then I believe that's like such a crucial part in order to actually have those action stories or uh, testimonies where actually God leads us out of our comfort zone this radical love you're talking Mm. about because otherwise I think it can become very project based and it's like It's yeah, you smell that something's not right, and I think mm. therefore, just for everyone listening, I think it's so good what your Martin mentioning. This foundation is so needed. We really need to just uh, yeah, spend enough time and revisit this again and again. Uh, yeah, and I think also what you're saying there of, of the the foundation that Jesus had compassion, and mm. that then that compassion led to a lot of different things. And I think for us, we need to get that compassion before entering because otherwise mm. it's it's uh, uh if we don't have love we know that uh, nothing else matters uh, we, we know that in the in the um, paul's letters that he, he's is uh, really clear about if we are lacking love we 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 are totally missing it so i think here we can't do things in our own strength so the first thing is that that uh, like the prayer of god give me your your mm. your eyes on people around me and give me your compassion and then when I get the compassion, the prayer is, okay, so help me now how to serve, how to how to live this. And I think this, um, um, 
the, the key here is that it's some kind of sacrifice in my life when, when we live out this radical life. Um, for example, when, when I go grocery shopping, I always have a lady begging outside the, the grocery store. Um, she's from uh, um, yeah, Romania or Bulgaria, I guess. Uh, have a lot of beggars from those countries coming to, to Sweden to beg. So giving a coin to her when I go grocery shopping, it's not a sacrifice at all for me. Um, it's, um, I don't, it, yeah, it, it's, um, it doesn't affect my economy at all. Um, and for most of us, it doesn't. But um, for example, if, if someone don't have, have money enough to buy their, their groceries, and it's uh, suddenly 100 euros or, or 50 euros, then it's suddenly something, some kind of sacrifice when, when helping out with that. And I think that's here we see the, the differences with the, with the small help that also all of us could give um and that's quite normal in, in our nations that yeah people are are a bit generous but here we're looking at the behavior is like beyond generosity uh some kind of radical in it mm. um, and just with the grocers i i know a, a church in norway that uh, that really um yeah thought about this and 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 said that yeah it's difficult in our city how to how to with our actions show God's love and generosity because we are in a, in a rich society. People have what they need and it's, it's difficult to, how, how do we with our actions come and, and share Christ? And, and they said that they realized that, okay, if I really pr pray that I, I can in the queue, I'm, I'm behind someone who, who doesn't have, money on their card or their maybe that the, they have money but the, it's some kind of uh, uh, weird connection with the bank so the card isn't working right now so they prayed purposely for that and then um, when they are out shopping uh, helping people paying their bills if, if uh, it's if they don't have enough money or some trouble and I know that um, uh, one friend in that church he, he said that yeah uh, he was uh, uh, doing it and the, the lady in the, the cashier really looked up in um, and said are you also in that church who, who pays uh, uh, for other people's <laughs> groceries um, so that's been really a witness also to the, the people working the, in the mm. stores that oh that's a, that's a church who's really that's beyond generous because generous is, is giving a coin to, to the lady or, or some kind of um, yeah some kind of offering but here is like beyond generously and and that's that's a behavior that's odd but also very attractive yeah it's this is a very good example as you were mentioning this i was just thinking as well that what you said previously that um uh, love is a sacrifice and that sacrifice is always costly uh it's a quote from someone uh and I was thinking, you know, as as it was back in the day of the when it was the sacrificial system, still right uh, before Jesus, we know that you know uh, it was costly. You, you, it was both time wise and fin uh, financially, and there were different uh, ways what kind of uh, animal you brought and etc. So, so we know that it it and it was meant that everyone can bring their sacrifice accordingly, but but that it it cost you something. So you know, it it wasn't just like 
kind of free uh, uh but, but you know it was a way of actually you know um going to god and and uh and approaching him and i was thinking how um yeah we still have to keep that uh, mindset on even though we live uh you know in the new covenant now uh, through jesus we don't have to bring any birds uh, or animals uh, no more uh, to the altar or to the priest right but like is our uh, worship is our uh, like um love uh, is it sacrificial uh, mm. is this word sacrifice still right and mm. and the way you know that we actually feel it uh, do we somehow feel it and if not, then, you know, it is this question, uh, does it really affect me? And and I think this is the part, as you mentioned, that it can be very different to each one of the people listening as well in different countries, yeah. dif- different social econo- economic situations for someone. Uh, and even like maybe maturity levels for someone making the first steps is already, it feels a huge uh, leap. Uh, but for someone, the same thing can be totally like... Uh, uh, not costing anything, so so I think mm. it's uh, it's very good what you're mentioning uh, to just ask to yourself: Do you feel that it costs you something in di- in mm. whatever way? And and if it does, you know, it's a good uh, indicator that uh, you know it, it's on the right path because <laughs> this kind of love that Jesus demonstrated it 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 was usually uh, in one way or the other it was outrageous or it was it yeah. It, w- it was costly. And just to add the second part about the compassion, in the same passage uh, I mentioned about the Good Samaritan, again, it's very interesting that it says that he had compassion. Uh, the Good mm. Samaritan had compassion on this broken man on the road. And and I think we have mentioned in some of the pods before uh, that that's probably the most used phrase about Jesus, right? Uh, in different uh, um, parts of his ministry in Syria or whenever he went, that before the ministry actually happened, uh, there, before the action was demonstrated or manifested, we would say, yeah, there was actually the motif. Uh, there was the, yeah, his conviction, right? Uh, he he just couldn't be different. Uh, he had compassion. Mm. Uh, you know, in in some instances, he was crying on the Mount of Olives, looking uh, looking to the Israelites uh, in Jerusalem, and and we just see that he had compassion, seeing the mm. needs and and wanting to identify with them. So, so I, I'm just, yeah, I uh, just want to emphasize what you mentioned that I think this he had compassion aspect uh, and do we have compassion uh, question is, is uh, really important. And uh, yeah, as we move on now, maybe to more like, as you say, practical examples, which you already started giving, I think it's just like to under, underline that, uh, to take time and to find these verses and even maybe underline and look in the context what happens in those moments uh, mm. that it's like uh, the gospel authors uh, emphasize this uh, motif or the why uh, Jesus did uh, the things he did. Mm. And I think the the big difference is between us as, as, uh, as a group or as a church doing it as individuals is that we when we do it as a group we are we are able to do it much further and doing stuff that we are aren't able to do as individuals like an example um we had an alpha course this is um yeah i know it's 13 years ago now so it's uh, quite some time in the church that i was leading in in uh, in Uppsala. and uh we had one uh, like a tryout night and it a lot of people a lot of but maybe 15, 15 20 people came and i got a call a couple of days later from a um a foreign woman i or or a foreigner i didn't know her at all um and she just called and said yeah it was a girl at that alpha course and um she tried to commit suicide 
uh, yesterday. So she's now, uh, uh, yeah, in this, that part of the hospital that is locked. Uh, so she's uh, she's not allowed to leave. And uh, um, and the lady who called me, she she was some kind of, uh, um, yeah, she's been knowing this this girl from before. The girl was like in her early twenties, just moved to Uppsala to study. Um, and it turned out that she didn't really have any friends or connections in the city um, and had a, a, a history of um, mental illness. Uh, so this wasn't the first time. But we, so I, I didn't, um, I haven't, I didn't spoke to her that alpha night, but the, the ladies were a Christian that called me and said that, okay, so she, she connected to you. So I just, I don't, I don't, I live in a totally different city. Could you? Uh, I know that she went to your place. Can you like visit her or, or do anything for her? And we as so I I just went up there the same day and just said yeah visited her. And then people from our church came every day, and none of us had met, met this girl. And we came day after day for yeah I don't know if we, she was there three four weeks before she she got out, um, and during the whole period i don't think she had any visitor uh, her family lived just an hour away but no none of they them came to vis visit her uh, and no other people so the only people who came were christians that she never uh, have met so none of us know her but we did it and came day after day and and here we i i think we could see the the benefit of being a group um, mm. if i've been alone i wouldn't make to come every day to her, um, but as as a, as a church, it it wasn't a, a problem, and um, we realized. Um, I can honestly say, and she she and the same that she wouldn't be alive if we haven't hmm. um, come wow. as a church. Because um, after after that, she got connections and she she came to faith and be part of our church, and um, and she's she continues to struggle with the mental illness but she uh, she definitely um, became much better and got connections and friends and uh, she says that yeah i i uh, i i would have committed suicide if you, if you like didn't uh, well uh, got me so uh, that's a good example of what we as as uh, as a group of people could achieve uh, mm. by doing small steps as individuals yeah and uh, great example wow very powerful story uh i was rem remembering one of the stories uh yeah on this regard as well um uh, how i think sometimes uh, like individual um uh obedience uh from leader or somebody initiating can ignite others and include others as uh you know even in your story it was you first who initiated right and then uh, afterwards yeah. mm. and i think uh one example i remember was a few years back um also um uh, uh, part of the walking with the Holy Spirit daily and being sensitive to him uh, uh, yeah with my prayer that he may his kingdom may uh, in in uh, invade my daily reality wherever I am and so I was once in a place to order a burger and uh, and suddenly I felt um, uh, a physical I, now I know it's a word of knowledge about physical pain um, for someone and in my understanding it was the cashier so uh, as I was ordering I just asked the question long story short uh, she had the pain in the exact place in her body and it, it was kind of delicate women thing and 
and so she was a bit like uh, reluctant and a bit afraid but my wife was there with me so it, it, we had a good conversation eventually she was open but afraid and we said you know we believe God and he actually knows you and the more she started talking we could just feel that uh, from the language and, and uh, just like approach of the conversation we, we could feel that she comes from like rough background uh, and, and we said we would love to meet you and eventually we exchanged numbers and we um, uh, we went to uh, her place uh, and she just came in our car and we just talked for like hour and a half and just uh, yeah had a good conversation and then she she was like okay uh, I would like to come to your church this thing that you talk, you know you about this God you are following and so she came to one of the gatherings you know now now it's already the church environment and out from that and she came with her kids she actually has to uh, again, like rough, rough, rough scenario. Each one of them from different guys, and yeah. And so as we were talking, you know, worship everything. Everything's like encouraging and beautiful. But then she says, you know, she actually has a struggle because she's moving from one location and she has to move to a new one, new place. And if we could help. And I really felt it's like, okay, this is like, uh, you know, we can not just have a word of knowledge about the person and showing that God knows you. We not only share about God, but this is a place where we can actually uh, step in, you know, identify with her in, in her situation. So, okay, let's do it. And and we have some very amazing practical uh, people as well in the church. So I gathered a bunch of us. Uh, so now it's already, we're talking like six, uh, five, six people. Um, and, and now as a community, we can step in, into this uh, situation. And so we went to her place and I'll be very honest. It was one of the roughest experiences I have had here in Latvia, uh, going into a person, uh, person's, uh, place, uh, where it, where it, like literally it was hard to breathe because of just like the, the smell of, of the place. And mm. again, it's not towards the person, but it was just like physically rough, and I had to excuse myself out at one moment to just go out in the fresh air. And I really, at that moment when I was out, I was almost in tears, both because of the smell a bit, but also just I was thinking, wow, it's like you, uh, yeah, you you feel so much more the, um, yeah, this identifying aspect when you actually go, you know, you identify you are in her place. You, you don't just talk in a nice cafe outside somewhere or, you know, not just in a church gathering, but you actually step in her shoes, so to say. And, and, you know, we helped her out and we had like amazing team and it felt very unifying as for this small group from the church, because it felt like a unifying uh, approach towards this person. Uh, uh, and uh, eventually we helped and, uh, you know, and there wasn't like amazing continuation. She at some point, she, her shifts changed, she couldn't make on Sundays. And so the communication ended. But I really felt, OK, this this was very important for us to actually uh, take that step uh, and and it's not it's not so common here i mean in latvia like the situation is quite rough for many people so it's not something that's totally uncommon you would not face but but uh, i think what you're mentioning is how often it can be from someone from the small group maybe you're anybody listening you're you're part of the small group it's something you initiate but it might be a situation where you can involve others as well. In this case, I could have gone alone with my wife, but I know there are amazing people that has hard to help. And, and, and it felt so much richer that we actually get to experience and, and bless this lady by just being with her uh, yeah, and helping practically. So, um, yeah, just another story how I think your story and this in, in, uh, illustrates there can be one obedience that actually leads to leading yeah. part of the church or group or, you know, not the whole church always, but uh, leading into the ministry situation. Mm. And I think as a, oh, doesn't matter if you're a pastor, or if you're a small group leader or, or whatever, but I think the key here is to, 
to start talking about how to to live out this like this radical love uh, and and praying and about the compassion and praying about god's um vision for people and and how to how to serve them and then and then try to encourage each other to see how how can we live live this out and and uh, do it as a yeah as a when it becomes a sacrifice for us and then helping helping us do it because if we don't talk about it and and see that yeah this is something that we're aiming for it's very very hard to just come one day and say yeah come to this smelly lady's house that you've never been to and we're gonna help her out it's uh so we, we must start at, at see study how, how jesus did it and see how how we could um yeah share him by our our actions of, of loving our neighbors so i think that's a that's a key thing for us um but also there I was thinking about the motives part of it it's it's um it's easy to think that yeah we're just doing this in order to to be able to talk about uh, who, who jesus is and i think we we need to be clear that we are doing this because we have met the one who is love and therefore we are affected by his love and are living it out uh, so we're doing it because mm. it's the right thing to do and and that um we want to yes spread what we have received uh but of course we are since we are having compassion for people we also want to introduce them to our friend jesus so it's it's not uh, the end uh, so if people are interested in conversation, if if a question comes, why are you doing this? We are, we could uh, we could easily share that. Yeah, I met the one who's uh, uh, who's uh, um, he, who gives me love, and therefore I'm also sharing love. Um, but we, I think we need to be clear that we are not uh, we are not um, bitter or or angry if if the person isn't interesting in talking about Jesus, we are glad that we are able to share his love in, in a, in a suffering world. I think that uh, we have to be thankful that we are, um, we, that we've been his tools in, in sharing the love. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, I just remember the different uh, story. Uh, I'll try to make it brief, but I, I was studying with a guy in London and, uh, and uh, you know, I had hard to uh, share the gospel with him, and 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 so I, you know, I prayed about it, and you know, kind of w- tried to prepare myself, and and so eventually, at some point, I'm like, okay, I'll share the gospel, and I'm trying to share it, and again, he's like a different social group, uh, quite rude. I had it was a really hard time identifying with him, spending time, so I was like, okay, I will I will share the gospel. Uh, you know, have the missional heart. Probably some of you listening, you share the same. So uh, I, I do my part, so to say. <laughs> I share the gospel, and he's like totally not interested. He's like, I, I'm so not interested in this. But, but he, uh, at the same time, he says, but do you want uh, to spend? Uh, like, do you want to go to like the pub and you know and spend time together? Uh, and for me, it was like inner like uh, deconstruction because I was like. You, you don't want to hear the gospel, but you want to spend time together and you kind of like hanging out. And, and it was really time hard kind of connecting those two parts. And eventually uh, I felt like, yeah, God did something in my heart. It was, it was more like that was the only goal, as you mentioned, you know, to share the gospel. And if you don't accept, you know, I go further. But uh, at that case, I felt, no, just spend time with him. You know, it's like uh, we were studying together in the same course. So eventually a few months passed by. 
and we are having these, as we call it, coffee walks, because we order good coffee, we enjoy good coffee, and suddenly he starts telling me, you know, sharing his life, some struggles, and suddenly the doors open, wide open, and he asks me, why, why do I, how do I do, like, with relationships, how do I do with, like, taxes, uh, why I do this, and he actually initiates gospel conversations himself instead of me pushing for it. And mm. for me, it was like a really big learning lesson how sometimes, and I think it applies to this um, loving the neighbor, uh, it can be very radical situations. This was maybe not uh, so radical, but it was more this mindset that sometimes we want to push, I think, really with the gospel. And Jesus walks, we are all, we really have heart, right, to reach people, uh, reach the persons of peace with the gospel. And it's really important. But uh, but it's it always have to have the sensitivity as you mentioned that it's like why I you know why I do what I do uh, and just even being with the person right uh, just loving the person uh, identifying with the person even like if uh, he's being rude or different social group can be tough but are you ready to sacrifice a bit of discomfort to hear maybe a lot of rude words and at that time it was for me as a Baptist kid at that time it was quite challenging <laughs> but but eventually how actually from the back door the open for the gospel came and I could really share again he didn't come to faith but it, these were the prayers I was praying to, for for him to open up and be willing to hear uh, more about uh, like the faith and like how do I apply it so I'm just thinking that it's very important as you mentioned to to have these two and um, yeah uh, and, and the last example from my side um, that sometimes in the shops I feel God is also stirring me to help some people practically or on the street and there's been a few times where I purposefully have felt the Holy Spirit almost says, do not share the gospel after you do something. Because uh, often I'm the type of person that initiates conversations and I can get quite fast to sharing about God and, and praying and these things. So for me, it, it is quite much in the blood. And, and and for me, it's sometimes challenging not to do it, <laughs> you know. And so I felt God, God, as you say, just do it, you know, because of feeling the compassion, which I did. But just let it stop there. And if the person asks, that's a different story, but don't push for it. Don't kind mm. of, uh, you know, uh, force it. And and for me, most of those times, like people haven't asked. They have been just grateful. And for mm. me, I, I have had to find this actual peace uh, to say, beautiful, that was it. You know, uh, that was my part in this case uh, because of the life of Jesus within me. This is how it looked like in this scenario. Uh, again, it's small situations, but I think they form the mindset and the pattern how we walk. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I think also that's important when Jesus is is um, um, uh, when he gives the the picture of of, uh, of the harvest, and you say that it's four months, uh, but I'm saying it's it's already already ripe. Then the the next verses he's saying, yeah, um, and you will reap what other others have have sown. Uh, and and I think that's an extremely important principle here, because Jesus is saying, you will you will you will have gospel conversations with a person that is an effect of someone else's actions mm. or words, but they they won't see the fruit of it, but you will see the fruit of it, and mm. I think that also puts um, uh, who's responsible responsible for the for the person's way to faith it's not me but it's jesus he's he's uh, he's responsible for that that path and i'm i'm the yes they're doing my part and i don't really know uh, who what my part will look like if it's really helping a, per, a person through the 
through the gospel in, into faith or if it's just uh, sowing a, a small seed that then will grow and become something that could be harvest later on and i think therefore we need to be that sensitive to the holy spirit as you say and also be willing to say yeah now i just been been able to to share to to show god's love and he did he didn't know he didn't know that it was god love but um i'm i'm satisfied because i've been doing my part today and now jesus continue his his pathway with this guy and and um let me meet him again or someone else so that he will will understand you and and come to faith i think that's uh that's an important attitude because if it's my responsibility i will like ran after him afterwards and said yeah we need to talk about the gospel as well you didn't ask why i did this and and uh it's it's totally the wrong focus and <laughs> so bad yeah and i'm also taking a responsibility that i'm i'm not not supposed to have uh, Jesus is really clear in the, in that passage about it that uh, sometimes we're gonna we're gonna um, uh, ripe and sometimes we're gonna sow and and we don't really know when it's time and and uh, we we benefit from other person's labor as he's saying. Uh, Martin and uh, brief, can you briefly also touch the other aspect? Uh, so you know uh, maybe it's someone who is um, who feels and sees the these opportunities and and. Uh, and you know steps out to help and then maybe the person asks why are you doing this you know uh can you share this other aspect uh, about actually being able to share or willing to share uh you know the reason why you actually do these things and which can lead up to these gospel conversations that we are talking about because uh, we maybe touched uh, the first aspect a bit more you know uh, kind of having peace to just uh yeah. to act and obey right and and be willing to that, that that is the whole thing that god wanted you to do without sharing the gospel but can you maybe just touch briefly about like this more humanistic uh, yeah social cause thing uh yeah yeah so it's sometimes in churches we we just think that we're doing good things and that's enough and um um we 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 don't have any we're not praying for, to get that gospel conversation we are we are satisfied that now we're good, doing good stuff uh, and and then we we end up like a part of the of the society that's helping the poor or the homeless or so it's not a not a difference from it so i i think that's a that's a trap for us definitely that we are just doing good things and we're not uh we're not hoping that it will get any effects for the for the eternal life of the person it's it's just here and now and i think that's that's definitely a pitfall uh, as well as the the pitfall like yeah you get food or shelter if you are confessing christ then we will help you or like if you sign up to our alpha course then we will help you out with your uh yeah with the uh, with uh, an apartment or whatever we, we can't we must uh we must help the per we must love the person uh regardlessly his or her attitude towards our faith but we will always i would say in, in every situation have the the prayer and the longing for sharing uh and and getting yeah getting the person that we're meeting to to meet our friend jesus so I think keeping those together, but but be aware of that that mustn't have. It, it's not necessary that that's happening in the same conversation, 
and and to be relaxed that Jesus is is uh, is Lord even there and and uh, is uh, is having control of the pathway for for the person. This is great, very good, uh, yeah. And I I hope that everyone listening can hear these both sides and you know uh, kind of see how they fit together because uh, we really believe uh, that it's very important. Uh, to have a balanced you and, and to have the yeah. wholeness so when we talk about these things that it's uh, we don't just push for one uh, as we are uh, in Jesus Talks we are mainly focused on the missional side of things you know so we will talk a lot about like uh, sharing the gospel uh, praying for the people stopping for the person and at the same time we want for these things to happen in a wholeness and, and in a healthy way in a balanced way that we see in the scriptures yeah. uh, and that uh, yeah fits right with the character of God so um, so yeah it's I think you did a great job explaining uh, I, I was just like as we I guess start to move towards uh, ending I was just thinking as well about this passage from Matthew 5 uh, where Jesus says that um, he talks about the salt and light uh, uh, you know, uh, us being the light uh, that uh, shouldn't be hidden, and he says, "Let your light shine before others, so so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father, who is in heaven." And and I I think this is just uh, I think it kind of fits the whole story a bit together because you know first of all. It's like there is this light in us that needs to be sh shined through mm -hmm. uh, practical expressions, uh, through your good works, he says, you know. And again, we, we talk about this radical love uh, identifying with people. But it's interesting that it starts with us actually being light. It's not that we do light, we are light and we just let, mm -hmm. let it shine, right? And mm -hmm. we are talking about this compassion. It's like uh, it's like acknowledging that there is this light, and we see the darkness uh, in in you know in brokenness in the relationships or, or practical situations around us. And we start actually uh, we start to uh, yeah walk with God and let that light shine in very practical situations that it might manifest as good work, but it's actually a good a light that's that shines out and and the result mm. looks like a work. But then the passage moves that actually it doesn't only stop there, which, which it of course can, but we see that actually the end, also Jesus says that they can give glory to the Father, mm. that they acknowledge that though it's me and the light shining from me, but it's actually, it comes from the Father, as you as you mentioned, right? That it's, mm. it's just, I have met this love, I have met this God who has changed me, and this is just, it shines through me, and, and he, he actually uh, deserves the glory and the praise. And I think, yeah, Matthew 5, 5, and I think it's just like, it connects both very well, I think, both like who we are as changed persons because of Jesus, and at the same time that actually we acknowledge that the beautiful picture is that also he at the end of the day gets the glory that we realize yeah. that uh, yeah it, it comes from him mm. yeah that's really good yeah uh any like i guess finishing thoughts uh yeah, as, uh, as but you... i just thought of a of a quote as a finishing i i um i must it it could be that i miss um um, I don't remember it rightly, but the the Salvation Army founder um, said, or should have said, like something like this: that you can't preach the gospel to someone who is freezing on his feet, or has yeah, freezing yeah, his feet, mm. whose feet yeah. is freezing yeah. Uh, and I think that uh, that that point points it really good because it's it's easy for a lot of us to. To don't really care about the needs and just yeah you you need to be saved and i talk to you but uh as jesus did here he started with touching the leprosy and i think started with the biggest need or or the something that really 
shows that I'm I'm serious about it. I'm not uh, I'm not coming from the pulpit and and explaining uh, mm. theory, but this is something that have have changed my life, and I'm willing to sacrifice it in order for you to experience the same love. And I think that's uh, that's the real powerful uh, part of it. So good. Uh, yeah. Uh, just to add, I guess. Uh, yeah, I love how you connected the circle from the beginning of what you shared. Uh, very good, good storytelling and connecting. But uh, I, I'm thinking, yeah, uh, that uh, to everyone listening, uh, if you kind of acknowledge, despite you are a, a leader uh, leading, maybe you, you lead like one-on-one -on -one conversation with someone uh, in your church, you read Bible together and you think, okay, what does this passage say? But how can I leave it out? And that can be a great start, you know, uh, just saying and starting praying for those things. I love the example, Martin, you gave about this church in Stavanger, that they, you know, they started praying purposefully for these opportunities to rise. And I think we often forget, and I often forget that actually, you know, mm -hmm. It starts with prayer for actually uh, mm. these situations opening up. And I know that uh, often when I haven't seen situations opening up, or I'd, at least I don't see them, is when I have stopped praying or, you know, seeking God, that, that I notice them when they are, because they are a lot around. So I can just encourage, I guess, one is to start praying about opportunities to rise up. And secondly is uh, these passages and uh, that we are looking through and some of the examples from Jesus' life, uh, to take time and to actually meditate on them, you know, chew them, uh, ask Holy Spirit uh, to speak to you personally. And then, uh, I'm, yeah, I have experienced often that he might pinpoint as well, like maybe already existing peoples in your life that you might know, maybe you avoid them, you know, or certain situations or social groups that you kind of meet maybe daily. Mm -hmm. And and, uh, and it's maybe, you know, you have been avoiding, maybe God is saying, okay, maybe now it's time to identify. And again, when it's Holy Spirit leading in these things, the burden mm -hmm. is light and the, you know, the mm -hmm. yoke is easy and the burden is light. And and then there is, uh, there is this blessing when God leads you. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah. so, so yeah, we really believe in this and it always just like to end, it starts with one. Uh, and if you're a leader, just make these steps and, and, yeah. and see uh, ways how you can include others as well. Uh, the examples we mentioned, I really like how it's, it can start with your obedience. You know, it can, it starts yeah. often leaders will be the first that's normal, nor normative, <laughs> but hopefully it doesn't stop with you. It doesn't, it's, you're not the end of the tunnel, but you actually help others to see the need and you also initiate ways how they can uh, maybe together uh, make practical steps. So uh, I think that's great. Uh, yeah. Wherever you find yourself as a leader. Mm. Good. Very good. Yeah. And uh, see you in a couple of weeks for our next episode. And then we are going back on a discipleship focus then. Yeah, we are. And uh, yeah, thanks everyone listening. And uh, please also uh, feel free to comment, uh, message us if there's some uh, uh, testimonies or even examples of this. Uh, we would love to hear. Uh, and uh, as well, secondary, uh, feel free to uh, message us and write uh, in terms of topics that may be relevant for you as you walk uh, this journey. Uh, as we are thinking about the ways how to, uh, in best ways, share in a relevant and uh, useful way. Uh, uh, yeah, what what can be beneficial for you and maybe what's the questions or things you lack? Uh, we would love to hear mm -hmm. definitely and uh, find ways how we can incorporate that both in the podcasts we are doing and uh, definitely stay tuned. Uh, there will be opportunities to engage uh, as well uh, in in-person ways. Uh, mm -hmm. So we're looking forward to uh, to. Uh, 
plan those things more as COVID situation hopefully ends uh, globally uh, more and more. Uh, so yeah, stay tuned, but definitely uh, reach out to us. We love to hear from you. Yeah, with that being said, I guess then it's a goodbye and uh, cheers Sweden in ice hockey yeah. <laughs> with victory. Yeah. With gold. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Bye everyone. Bye bye. See you.